Hey, it's Bilal Bakani at BilalV87 on Twitter and Instagram, if anybody cares. We got a glimpse into the future of Raw tonight as we saw the debut of the Street Profits, Humberto Carrillo, more from the Viking Raiders, Alistair Black, Ricochet, Kane Velasquez, and one surprise which I'm not going to spoil, but enough from me. Hit the ID, also me, because I self-produce. You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. So surprisingly, the main event was built around the OC taking on the Street Profits and a mystery partner. Earlier in the show, we got the OC joking about the Profits being rookies. AJ joked about not being able to get that smoke in Cleveland because it's illegal, which is factually correct. The Street Profits were also backstage. They reacted to the OC, calling them jealous, and they ripped them and said mothers love them more, which was an interesting take. They mentioned they were in the main event, which, again, surprised me. And their surprise partner didn't like AJ. So this made me think it was Cedric Alexander, but I would be pleasantly surprised. So the match comes up. It's, it is the main event right to the end of the show. The Street Profits don't seem to have a partner. The OC seems to indicate mainly Styles that, well, nobody was man enough to sort of step in. Styles attempts to get involved in what turned out to be a tag team match because, again, the Profits at this point don't have a third person. So that is the fair thing to do. The referee goes to throw AJ out. And Kevin Owens' music hits, and my favorite Canadian wrestler attacks AJ. Awesome way to end Raw. The Street Profits win, and they go out in a massive celebration throughout the crowd. Absolutely awesome. Very happy to see. We also had Seth Rollins uh, and The Fiend. A bit more of that. We got a highlight package to open the show of what Seth did. Seth had a backstage interview where he sort of made reference to an earlier interview Humberto Carrillo made where he essentially sort of talked about wanting to be part of SmackDown and wasn't very happy with what Seth did. And and when he ripped Seth for playing with fire, I kind of thought WWE was casting Rollins as the heel here. It turned out when Seth walked up to Humberto, he gave him a match right on Raw. And he won that match, and they shook hands after. So, no harm, no foul. Speaking of Seth Rollins, he's no longer part of Team Hogan. And Ric Flair was part of Raw. Woo! I had to do it. He was announcing the final member of his team, and also roasting the crowd. He sort of slipped uh, Saudi Arabia, which I think WWE is trying to distance himself uh, from, if you read the Deadsman article like I did. But... Slick Rick made a great pick, taking Drew McIntyre. I was convinced this was going to be Triple H, but he went with Big Drew. And Drew wanted to give us a preview of what he was going to do, so he took on Ricochet. And when they announced Ricochet was 207 pounds, I literally said to myself, Dear God, if this guy weighed two pounds less, he'd be a cruiserweight, and he'd have no future. In an interesting tidbit, it turns out Drew McIntyre's last match on Raw was a King of the Ring match he lost in the first round to Ricochet, which was a bit of an upset. Midway through this match, Ric Flair was interviewed, and he sort of yelled out, and Flair had a bit of trouble with all of his on-air stuff here, that he would see Hogan on Friday. McIntyre, of course, got the win, although this was very close. Then McIntyre had a spot where he did a reverse Alabama slam onto the steel steps. Nobody came to save Ricochet, 
and he got crushed, quite honestly. We had a King's Court, and we figured out later why this wasn't the Kevin Owens show, because they wanted it to be a surprise, where he was talking to Rusev, who was handling his wife cheating on him and taking all of his life savings incredibly well, basically saying he's just going to wait for Lana to come back. And, and this really kind of explained his sort of low-key reaction to everything. But of course, we cut to Lana and Lashley at dinner in some place in Cleveland that Lana really wanted to go. I'd love to know where the hell in Cleveland is this good to eat, at least. So Rusev made it clear he was going to go hunt them down because he knew exactly where they would be. We had a scene in between where the owner of this restaurant warned Lashley and Lana that Rusev was coming and told them to leave. Lashley said no. Rusev later burst into the restaurant, attacked Lashley, but of course cops were right there. And I give Lana massive credit for her endless screams to take him to jail. It reminded me, in a good way, of Donald Trump yelling to Hillary, yelling about Hillary, lock her up. And pretty good heel work here, actually. Quite good. Still a weird storyline. But you look at Rusev, you look at Lashley, you look at Lana, you look at what they do in the ring, you look at what they do in the mic. This is getting good mileage out of these three superstars. It's weird, don't get me wrong. It's like Paul Heyman's fantasy come to life, but it's sort of working. We had Andrade, of course, accompanied by Selena Vega, who cut a great promo as they took on Sin Cara. Not any funny botches that I noticed in terms of Selena's promo, not to mention Sin Cara in the ring. Selena, of course, got involved. Sin Cara, again, came very close to winning this match. And, of course, Andrade got the win. It was right after this we got the Umberto promo I mentioned. We'll go back into that. Sticking with uh, Mexican wrestlers, Rey Mysterio came to the ring. He was talking about training with Cain Velasquez when Paul Heyman appeared on the screen to say Rey wouldn't be saying a lot of what he was saying about uh, Brock Lesnar and how Cain would beat him and how he's a bastard or whatever if Brock was there live. And then Shelton Benjamin came out and we've sort of seen this link before, but Benjamin explained that him and Brock trained together, they roomed together, and nobody, according to Shelton Benjamin, is closer to Brock, aside from Paul Heyman, than he is. And he started kind of poking and pushing Ray until Kane Velasquez came out, and I knew exactly what was going to happen. He demolished Shelton Benjamin, and certainly uh, there was a tease that Ray, when he's healthy, will tag up with Velasquez, and maybe we'll see them against Shelton and Brock which I would love. This is fantastic. We also had the 24-7 champion R-Truth backstage. Of course, Carmella now on SmackDown. Uh, no help for Truth there. He ran into the Bollywood boys, or at least one of them, when the other pinned him and won the title. Truth had a great line here where he said, either I'm seeing double or there's two of them. There are two of them. Later on, Truth pinned the wrong one, but at least he was able to confirm there was actually two of them, which was a Pretty great gig at, or gag, gig two. We also had the Viking Raiders, who are now your Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on the former champions, Hawkins and Ryder, who are very optimistic and gorilla, but pretty much got obliterated in this match, uh, although they will be part of the world's biggest, world's greatest tag team turmoil, whatever the hell they're calling it in Riyadh. We also had an AOP promo, and they're not part of this match, but this was a pretty well put together promo. A lot of what we heard before, but sort of relating it to signing with Raw and saying it wasn't so much about them signing with Raw, but not signing with SmackDown because they weren't ready or blah, 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 blah. But very good. 
very well put together. Alistair Black was in his room where he kind of started to reason with his madness. He went out to the ring, crushed some jobber named Jason Reynolds. I don't know why. I let this guy get some offense in. I don't know. It's pretty much the least important thing on Raw. And I quickly want to point out, um, there was no women's match on Raw. Now, obviously, Alexa and Nikki were traded to SmackDown. But you still have Becky, Charlotte, Natalia, just off the top of my head. Let alone the rest of the roster, uh, including the Iconics, who are there. And Tamina, I assume. So maybe there's a call-up coming or something. But very, very odd. Short of the whole roster going up on screen, no women were a part of this show. And I know, you know, we're a little over a week from the Saudi Arabia show. But you can still have women on the Raw leading up to it. Very, very weird. And not a good choice because your best star is Becky Lynch, not Seth Rollins. And then after that, probably Charlotte, still not Seth Rollins. So weird. But... A great Raw. Well, you know, a very good Raw and a very nice glimpse into the future that gives me a lot of hope. So, you know, I'm going to go watch the Star Wars trailer now. Peace out. Tweet me at BilalV87 on Twitter and Instagram. People DM me as well. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 